First Sunday of December, hmm. and um, welcome to WPCP Radio, episode 3 of Life in the 11th Hour, coming to the back streets and dark alleys of Chicago and its surrounding suburbs, on the trail for four stolen Statue of Liberty statues from locales throughout the American Midwest. No, I'm not Ira Glass. In fact, I'm Quinn Daniels, cyber sleuth, and it is so nice to be back in this podcasting chair after what I'll just say was a ball-busting trip to see B's parents in East Haddam, Connecticut for Thanksgiving. Okay, B's parents, um, Dick and Trudy Armentrout, are, well, they used to be nice to me, or at least uh, civil. But this time, I mean, it was mostly B's father, Dick, who <laughs> laid into me. He said this podcast was a joke, and he's never going to listen to it. Then he accused me of being a lazy liberal, but also a left-wing Antifa, which doesn't even make sense. Look, an investigation of this magnitude takes time, and, and I work three days a week at the Berwyn Public Library. So, Mr. Armentrout, your daughter isn't cradling me like a baby. Okay. Anyway, if you're listening to our series, Laura and I are on the trail of someone named... Mark Burns, who might be involved in the four thefts of replica statues of Liberty from Madison, Duluth, Sioux Falls, and Fargo. Burns is a playwright, and this Lady Liberty Vanishes has this exact plot of stolen replicas. The play (laughs) closed before it opened, and I don't feel bad about using his name on air. So I want to play you something here. It's a Another secret recording. It's it's from this past Wednesday. Me and Laura are in my Prius, which is parked just outside Mark Burns' apartment in the neighborhood called uh, Printer's Row in Chicago. And I think it's a realistic look into the mundane nature of an investigation of this type. Give it a listen. Quinn. Yeah? Mark Burns strolls out of that front door right now. Are we really going to walk right up to him and start a street interrogation? Why else would I drag myself out of my apartment on such a dark, cold night? What if he did just write a play and it is actually a big-ass coincidence that these replicas are disappearing? Maybe that's what comes out in the interrogation. Have you ever shaken someone down before? I called an insurance rep a liar once. Burns could just say, hey... I wrote a play. I had nothing to do with these crimes. And leave me the hell alone, or I'll call the police. Or he could crack and cough up the whole truth. I think we need actual evidence, Quinn. We could just play good sleuth, bad sleuth. What if he's completely innocent, and I've dragged us into something disastrous? Burns is anything but an innocent playwright. I've seen him hold an audience hostage. But I get your point. We're not sitting on a bunch of evidence, just the two erotospot articles in your memory. We need to do a little CSI before we lean on Burns. Hmm. We could go to the various crime scenes first, gather some forensics, maybe. It might be kind of hard for me to get away for the next couple of weeks. Oh, work or significant other? Let's just say work. What time is it? Oh, um... Are you recording this conversation? 
Yes. Why? Uh, for the podcast. I never agreed to that. We need a record. A record of what? The case. So I can broadcast something. That's different than secretly recording me. It's not a secret anymore. Quinn, how well do I know you? And look, I could say something that I don't want the whole world to hear. Nobody listens. Have you seen the number of hits? You should have told me. I do secret recordings. Haven't you listened to my other episodes? No, oh, I haven't. Nobody frickin' listens to my podcast. You don't seem like a creep to me, but recording people without their knowledge is creepy, podcast or not. Look, I do the recordings to to remember, to, to remind myself that I'm still alive. <sighs> the world's still out there, and I'm part of it. It makes me feel a little less alone. I... I get that, but... Recording this here, we're like saying Mark Burns this, Mark Burns that. We could be slandering him. He's a public figure. Mark Burns. Look, we're trying to solve the second biggest crime of the century. I know, I know. We're getting people to care about the ideals that our country was founded on. Blah, blah, blah. Come on, it's a twisted plot, and and we're going to be the heroes, Laura. We're on the trail of a second-rate entertainer who has authored a crime spree to enrich himself at the expense of our country. It's a popular narrative these days. Which is why we have to do what we have to do. Return these replicas to their rightful owners. Protect the Statue of Liberty in New York. And if Mark Burns has nothing to do with any of this, which I doubt, but if he doesn't, we'll be the first to exonerate him. You've got that on tape. And you want me to erase it. No. I see your point. I just... I don't want to say anything that will entrap us. Nobody listens to the show, not even you. More coffee? Sure. To civic duty. To civic duty. I'm warming up my cold feet. Does this mean I have to always say interesting things on the air? Yes. Great. No pressure. Promise me one thing, Quinn. What's that? No more secrets. Okay. Mayor's looking at you, kid. <gasps> Holy ship's in a harbor. What? That's him. Right? That's Burns coming out of his apartment. Easy now. It does look like his website picture. Is... Is Mark Burns walking his cat? He's walking his cat. Or his cat is walking him. Yep, Mark Burns had his cat on a leash. Laura and I watched the two of them amble down the block to the corner. He uh, took a call on his cell. Burns did, not the cat. He was wearing like a long, dark coat that was open to the cold weather, and he appeared to be wearing pajama bottoms. And actually, so did the cat. The cat's pajamas. And then they both gambled back to the apartment building. I was glad that Laura had warned me against confronting Burns on the street because we needed to shake some other trees before we began shaking down Burns and possibly his cat. Quinn? B, you gotta stop interrupting my podcast. Are you talking about my family? No, I'm talking about the case. Well, why don't you tell both of your listeners about the fact that you upset my father so much at Thanksgiving that he's back in the hospital? What? You totally aggravated my dad's gout. 
You just had to be so combative, didn't you? Wait, wait, just stop, please. I have to put my vapors and scrapers on hold. On next week's show, I learned to use the software and edit out unwanted content. Plus, we'll see if me and Laura finally get out to the crime scenes, and I've got a message out to the Errata Spot news team. Hopefully, we can set up an interview with them. Do you know how many hits my webcast gets compared to yours? This is Life in the 11th Hour from WPCP Radio. Until next week. Ooh.